Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Growing Up Female with me, Connie Simmons. This is the podcast where we chat about what it's really like to grow up female behind the shiny social media profile. I'll be chatting to a whole host of young, inspirational women about race, beauty standards, periods, body shaming, sex, relationships, social media, everything it means to grow up as a female today. Hi everyone, welcome back to Growing Up Female. This week's episode is graced by an incredibly beautiful soul. We've only met once, but you know when someone just radiates kindness, for me this lady does exactly that. Her Insta feed provides the perfect balance of beauty and reality, or should I say it shows the beauty of reality. She's recently become a mum of two, and she's very open about her journey to and through motherhood, which I'm very excited to learn more about. It's the gorgeous Megan Stevens, or you may know her as Mama Megan Stevens. Megan, welcome. Hi! Hi. Oh, that was lovely. Is this your first podcast? No, I have done one done before. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you and welcome to Grown Up Female. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to like get to know you more with all these um, questions that I'm going to ask you that I probably wouldn't ask you over a coffee. So. Oh, it's so good because it's like you said, we have only met once, but I do feel like we know each other a lot. Yeah, oh, we don't live that, that far really. from each other. So we know like we've got a sort of a lot in common haven't we yeah definitely we do yeah and so I just first of all how are you I'm fine yeah I'm fine a bit tired but you yeah. know <laughs> just into being a mum of two but yeah really good thank you good and how old are Rudy and Nola now Rudy will be three in November and Nola is 13 weeks oh wow so you've got You've got two babies still, haven't you? I know, but it goes so quickly the second time round. Like, I really feel she's so grown up. Yeah, I um, feel like, I mean, she's still a dinky little dolly, isn't she? But she I, do feel like gone, I do feel like it's gone fast. It has. It's gone really fast. It definitely goes faster the second time. I think it's because you kind of know what to expect and you literally mm. just, everything just goes so much quicker. And And you've got two to think about. You're not just like all consumed in one are you so oh yeah like she, I, I've cuddled her a lot more than I've cuddled Rudy which I think is probably quite unusual because people say you don't have time the second time round but I feel like 
because she's this baby and I'm like worried if it's my last baby I just feel like I just want to cuddle her all the time because it goes yeah, so quick. Yeah I wish I cuddled Macy even more than I did I had this worry you know that old wives tell of oh don't pick them up they'll become spoiled like I, yeah, I really for giving you the advice. Yeah I really bought into <laughs> that and I'm definitely not going to do that again I'm just going to snuggle wuggle all day long. <laughs> I know it's hard not to isn't it. So I want to ask because obviously you had Nola during this pandemic like what was it like having like given birth in the pandemic and like having this baby during this time it must be a whirlwind. It was hard because really I mean because we didn't really know did we from month to month how it was going to be so I was trying not to think too far ahead because I just thought you know when it first started I was quite early in my pregnancy I think I had my 20 week scan and it was just at the stage where everybody was like wash your hands you know Mm. and I actually went to the 20 week scan with Rudy and with Jamie and it was just like don't touch anything just wash your hands it wasn't as extreme as it got and I think we literally just after the 20 week scan it, it all kicked off so um so the first part was okay and we managed to get all our scans in which was really good and mm. um, Jamie could come to them all because after that no partners could come to scans so that I know, and that's just causing a lot of heartbreak well it's hard it would be worse to me if it was your first baby I'd really feel sorry for like mm. first time mums and dads because that would be horrible to not experience all that you know for your first yeah. time but um it was more just the worry of you know I, the thought of going through labor on your own would be awful um that would be really scary for me but we were lucky you know he was in the in the room when I gave birth oh really so you've kind of just missed that, that I, do, I mean you couldn't go in um he couldn't come in until they said oh, okay. you are in established labor so like all the checks and going in on your own that was scary enough because yeah. you know you've got to go in on your own you're in like you're having contractions and you're you know they're asking you questions and you've got no sort of support with you you're yeah. just on your own that was hard enough so I can't imagine doing it all on your own do people have to do it all on their own I thought that you I thought that you could still have your partner right at the very end yeah I'm not I'm not really sure to be honest but yeah, yeah. I've heard maybe in other countries I've heard that you know you don't have to you can't do it together. Wow. Do you know yeah. what? Like, I, I, with my labour with Macy, obviously my mum and Ricky were both there. And, yeah. like, both of them played their role. And, like, Ricky obviously didn't really know what to do. But just having him there obviously was, like, amazing. And mum just guided him or, and mum sort of helped me more because mum's had four kids. And so she's, she's been there, done that. What yeah. I needed. <laughs> and, like, for me, I just think, wow, like, the inner strength that, an emotional and physical and mental strength that these women are having to find right now to get through even just the first part of labour on their own. Yeah, even um, pregnancy, it's like they're not knowing, isn't it? It's, you don't know what's going to happen anyway. Um, and like I said, if it was your first time, you would be... I mean, in one sense, I suppose you don't know any different if it's your first time, but also, as it's my second time, I know what they would be missing out on, so it'd be sad. yeah. Yeah, and gosh. all the baby classes, like when the baby comes and things. I remember, you know, NCT, like antenatal classes, then baby classes, and everything like that has been done on Zoom and, mm. you know, on, online. It's, it's just not, the, not same the same. It. It's not the same support network that you kind of need when you're having a yeah. baby. 
yeah like Macy hasn't really Macy's been to a couple of um, music classes recently but she has to stay sat on the mat and she's not allowed to interact with the other kids and that's just her age yeah. yeah I mean it for me it just it was great for her to she obviously still enjoyed it but it was so stressful for me that it wasn't it just didn't become worth it no and it's supposed to be enjoyable for you as well yeah yeah do something with her for sure I had to wear a mask throughout the whole thing and like oh. trying to grab her and pull her back to the mat every time and yeah, um, you're just all hot and sweaty and yeah, stressed literally <laughs> I'm like oh no I don't know about this but um <laughs> so it's definitely like it's just been a massive challenge for parents this whole pandemic thing like new parents like it's sort yeah. of any parents really the whole working from home and everything um but yeah gosh and I, I saw that Rudy has been easing his way in, in with Nola bless him like getting I closer know. and closer so how has he been because I know a lot of parents worry about this with second child like the first child obviously gets a lot of attention and you know how is he finding it how are you finding it is there anything you've been doing to sort of help him well I just we always said that we weren't wouldn't push it I don't even know if we actually said it but we just both probably thought it we didn't want to force it on him you know because you see you see pictures of of people of little uh siblings holding the baby and that stays in your mind but you've got to realize that's not reality or it might Mm. be for some but it's not for everyone and for him we just thought we'd play it by ear and see how he got on but um he, I, I was so emotional this time round. I don't know whether it's having a girl um, and girls make you more emotional, but my <laughs> hormones were like through the roof when I had her. Mm. And for the first two weeks, I could just look at Rudy and I would cry. Mm. And I would just be so, I felt like so sort of proud of him that he was like very gentle and he it was it seemed to be adjusting so well and he was so sweet about it or it made me cry and then I was just like worried that he was his whole world has turned upside down especially with lockdown he'd had us both home mm. 24-7 just the two of us we hardly saw anyone else because we were being extra careful mm. um especially because I was pregnant um so it was just really emotional to see him all of a sudden become a big brother and to adjust to it so well really because he was very wary at first he wouldn't um sort of touch her at first he just sort of looked at her the very beginning he said something like why isn't she playing with me and then another time he tried to give her a fish finger and (laughs) (laughs) he's just working out like could this why didn't this like sister come out like playing cars <laughs> <laughs> so at first it was like that and then he just was really wary to to do anything with her um but as time's gone on just slowly but surely he is like goes up to her now and gives her a kiss mm. first times when he was doing it it was like mummy look daddy look and then he'd kiss her on the head um and now he just does it I catch him do it without um, oh bless him actually like waiting for praise for it you know yeah he is a gentle soul you can tell he's a gentle little thing which is lovely he is. And you probably can see how delicate she is and that's where his cautiousness comes from yeah I'm glad he's because he could other kids some kids could be quite boisterous because yeah. they're either one way or the other I suppose and he he's quite sensitive and gentle anyway so at least I don't have to worry about that 
the way Macy throws her dollies around, I'm a bit nervous about when I have a second child. <laughs> she's 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 quite boisterous. Yeah, but girls want to help more, I think. Yeah, maybe. The other day, uh, we had friends over for a roast, and Macy couldn't stand the idea of the baby being in the other room on her own even though she was like asleep and we all went in the kitchen for a roast Macy was in hysterics going and she only chilled when we let her sit in there with the bottle of milk she wanted to be next to the baby and I thought wow that was like she had a maternal instinct at like 18 months of age it was crazy and then she was folding up the blankets, putting them in the car seat with her. Wow, Macy! Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if that was just a one-off, but but it was quite fascinating to see. So yeah, every child is so different, and um, I like the approach you and Jamie have taken. I think just not pressuring them into it and just yeah, no know. pressure, and just sort of seeing how there is no rush day by day. Exactly, this is plenty of time, and also we just found things like. I got a baby sensory box because obviously you can't go to the sensory. And I got this amazing baby sensory box. And I said to him, oh, this is Nola's toys. And um, he, I said, will you help me play with it with her? And that was a really great way of interacting together. And my friend had a baby actually, so I bought her one. And she messaged me and she's having a little bit of, you know, just time adjusting as a, a sibling, her little boy. And she said it was amazing as like a bonding thing. So yeah, great idea. Like that good. That's a great idea. Um, so what is it like going from one to two babies? I'm not pregnant, but I think I might try again next year. So I need all the tips. <laughs> it's at first I would have said it's easier going from one to two than it is to zero to one. Okay, that's good because you know what to expect. Although at the very beginning, it is like you forget. It's like you forget what a newborn's like and you have okay, to sort of yeah. remind yourself. And as, as like the first week goes on, you you kind of pick it back up in your memory. But um, yeah, I definitely think it's sort of easier sometimes than other times it's harder. The hardest thing, I think, is bath and bedtime with two at okay. the moment because she's so young and you can't really leave her um mm. so I I mean I wouldn't do bath together on my own but bath mm. and bedtime when you're on your own is is probably the hardest thing of having to at the moment but I'm yeah, sure it was I guess the, ba- the bath obviously you've got to be all eyes like obviously um and you've got to be there and then yeah it's and got then, to like, be I a common experience I wouldn't cry you know when he's in the bath and I didn't want him to have his bath ruined yeah I'm fun and then when it was his bedtime and I was gonna have to take him to bed you know he's going through that phase where he was like lie down with me and I'm yeah. like oh and I'm lying there thinking oh she's in like the next room I tried to bring her in with us once then she was screaming then he started yeah. crying and it was just disastrous so we're just trying to find our way when I'm on my own I think the less pressure you put on yourself like do you know if you don't have a bath one night and it causes you less stress that's the way to go for me (laughs) yeah no I appreciate that definitely I think I think stress like they just know when you're stressed don't they like I remember having um 
an uh, an Instagram live booked in and it was at eight o'clock and Macy was going for a sleep regression and she's normally asleep by half seven but she wasn't sleeping until eight and I couldn't change this Insta live because it was for a brand and it was their timings and Ricky was with clients and I was like oh my god the pressure is on like I've got to get her to sleep and And it it just yeah it made it worse and she could feel it because I was rushing it and I was rushing the stories and I was like going okay okay but night time now night time she could just hear it in my voice and luckily I'm still at my bloody parents house so my mum was like don't worry I'll do it I'll do it so my mum saved my life but when I move out next month oh my god god help me no lives are happening until nine o'clock at night (laughs) no you just can't because you just never know do you with kids yeah you just don't know you just yeah and things change so often with them like they might be like you say a sleep regression or just going through a phase of all of a sudden not liking you know bedtime at that time and Mm. just never know yeah exactly and I guess every child's got a different personality so when another sibling comes along you don't know whether they're going to want to stay up because they want your attention and oh, all these things but um going with they the flow are so different. it's amazing are how you can see them so be so different already yeah just the way they are you can tell they look alike as babies though don't they they do and they don't I think yeah to other people Sometimes. they think they do, but I'm starting to notice her looking quite different now um, to him. So yeah, she will in the end. Like she'll evolve and she'll be totally different. But yeah, it's lovely. I hope she um, has his hair. Oh, I know. Gosh, Macy's hair is so straight, and I had ringlets as a kid, like as from about the age of two onwards. I had ringlets, and, and Ricky's hair was straight. Hair. But Macy's hair is so straight. I'm like, oh, she got his. Yeah, I was like, for God's sake. I she does to... look like you as a baby, though. Yeah, but if you, knew, if you knew Ricky, you'd be like, oh, actually, she's like his double and she's got his personality. She's just cheeky and she's a little performer. Oh, bless her. Um, but I was going to ask you about your journey to becoming a mummy because it hasn't yeah. been the easiest. I don't actually know your full journey. Um, I know that you've gone through IVF, but if you want to just take us back to the start, I know so many people listening will just um, be able to relate and, you know, love love to hear from someone maybe in the same situation as them. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's why I originally started my Instagram because I wanted to do a blog about uh, our journey with IVF and infertility Um, because at the time I felt like I was quite young and I had no one to really relate to uh, to go through that and that's why that platform has been so good for not like just to share with other people but also for me it's been Mm. good for me to find out other people's experiences so it does help Um, and we didn't talk about it until I was successfully pregnant because any added pressure when you're going through IVF is just not good for you. So mm. um, it wasn't until after that we shared. But we got married in 2013. We'd already been together five years. So we knew that we wanted to try for a baby straight away. The biggest mistake we said was everyone asks, don't they? I mean, you get, you have a baby. I bet people are asking you, you know, when are you having your second? You get married and they say, oh, when are you having a baby? And mm. <laughs> um, I sh- naively said, oh, straight away. We want to have a baby straight away. We would try straight away. Um, 
and then it just didn't happen I had this whole vision in my mind of like going on honeymoon and sounds so silly now but you know going on honeymoon getting pregnant and having Mm. like that'd be the dream having a honeymoon baby Mm. um and then like a few years went past and we were just like we need to go and get checked out and see what's going on here I think it was actually about a year and a half that we decided because we knew that by the time you get appointments and if it's not happened now we just wanted to see what was going on so we just searched a local um clinic like a fertility clinic and just went and had a consultation and they basically do a number of tests on like both of you and I they do like a they check your tubes they give you blood tests they check his sperm um and actually we came they came back and said technically there is nothing wrong so just keep trying that's pretty much what they said he said try for another couple of months and go on holiday and just try and relax which is really hard when when Mm. you're um trying for a baby it's it's the most annoying thing people say to you Mm. really because they say go just try and relax and try not to think about it but when you've been trying for that long and it's what you really want it's hard not to and your Mm. whole sex becomes about trying for a baby yeah (laughs) you're like get your fertility sticks right, <laughs> <the day. laughs> we have like sex about six times in that day <laughs> but actually they told us after that would have been completely useless anyway <laughs> oh, God. but um yeah so we we tried for a few more months we went on holiday and then it got to about two years and we just went back and said look and um, I think we want to go for IVF or whatever they recommend so we just got the ball rolling. We we did get the ball rolling with NHS, but it was such a long wait to even get an appointment. We were fortunate enough to be able to afford to go ahead privately. Mm. So we just went and got the ball rolling for that, really. Um, and then I started with injections. And you basically inject yourself for a number of weeks to grow the follicles inside your ovaries okay and because the bigger the follicles are inside the follicles are your eggs and the more follicles you get the more eggs you'll get that's inside your follicles inside your ovaries and so we we did that and that's quite hard going really to um harvest all the eggs and then they remove them. And actually, I had a really bad experience the first time I had them removed. And I just want to say to everyone, I've had it done twice now, and it shouldn't hurt you. And if you were, if you are going to have an extraction, like having your eggs removed, um, you know, make sure you emphasize that you, you really don't want to feel anything. Because the first time I felt everything, because you're not under general anesthetic, you're under local Okay. So you're awake, but you still shouldn't be able to feel anything. And I, and oh, I really you. did the first time. Um, and I said, yeah, it, was, it wasn't very nice. But you just thought that's what was supposed to happen. Yeah. Didn't have anything to compare it to. So I think they retrieved about 13 eggs. And then they put them into embryos, which is when they put the sperm and the eggs together. And then they 
that's where the test tube baby comes from. Okay. So, yeah, so then they do that and then you see how long they can survive, you know, outside, in the outside world. And if you can get them to five days, that's a really good a good sign because it make, means they're a little bit stronger. Okay. So we had quite a few to five days. And then from then on, you have them inserted. <laughs> wow. And how do they insert them? Do you mind me asking? No, they just, um, so when they take them out, they go up with a, a tube and a needle and they pierce each um, follicle and suck the eggs out. Wow. So, and then when they put them in, you're awake, you know, that's, that, to be honest, that's absolutely, the only thing with that is you've got to have a full bladder. So they open you up like you have a smear, um, but you're in like a, a lab sort of hospitally type room. Um, but Jamie could come in with me. And they open you up and they put a tube up you. And you can see the little tube going in on the scan. Mm. They're scanning you while they do it. And then they just place them in. Oh, wow. And you can see a little flash of, of the embryo and they go in. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's quite... It's fascinating, it's quite isn't it? It's so clever. It comes from a lab because obviously you have to be so careful because... Um, they're very delicate aren't they so yeah. literally there's people in a lab next door to the room they come in with it on a tray and then they um the consultant puts it in so and I and I, I do find it fascinating that they said that everything's okay fertility wise with you both yeah well, you still couldn't fall pregnant that's what they said so that's what happened at first so when I um after the first so this was in a first clinic that we went to and we didn't really do our research in clinics because we was didn't we were so new to it yeah yeah yeah, for sure we just thought we'll go somewhere local because if we've got appointments we're both working you know like that's just seemed like the most sensible thing to do they must all be the same Mm. but after experience they're not all the same um some you can really feel like when you're paying privately you feel like it's just such a money thing it's like okay well let's try again okay well let's try oh well let's do this oh why don't we try that and you don't really feel like they're actually invested in you and actually care about you and that's really not how you should feel Mm. because how you feel I believe is a lot to do with the outcome Mm. and you should feel comfortable and confident in the in the clinic and the consultants and that in my experience has made a big difference to how I felt throughout the treatment and the success of it, I think, too. Um, because after this first clinic, I think we were about to do our third transfer. So we had two that failed. So we put two embryos in to start with because they say you don't put two in to get twins. You just put two in to create more of a chance mm. to conceive one. Um, so we decided to put two in the first time, and that didn't work. Um, then we waited the next month, put one in, that didn't work. And then I was about to go for my third, and you have scans in the run-up to the transfers because they're checking your cycle. You do it in your natural cycle, so you know, so many days after your period, you start testing, and when you're ovulating, then they work out from them when to put it in. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so they um, the third time we were about to go through it and they said, oh, in a scan, I can see something on your on your right 
tube, I think it was my right tube. And I said, okay. And they said, oh, so we wouldn't advise you to go ahead this time. We think you should have some more tests. Oh. And I said, well, how's that not been noticed before? To be honest, like we were quite yeah. shocked because you have all these tests and you think, well, how did that? Um, yeah. How did you miss it? it? Yeah, it was really strange. Um, and it's not something that could have happened in that short space of time. So we then went to get a. I actually had a client, I'm a hairdresser, and um, at the time I had a really, really lovely client, and I didn't really speak to her about it a lot, but she mentioned something about her having her children, and I told her, and so she recommended me to this guy that does scans, and said, look, go and go and see him and see what his opinion is. So we went to this other place, and we eventually ended up having our embryos transferred from the first clinic to this clinic. Uh, just because we felt like yeah you trusted them more yeah um the first one we just felt like they just they didn't really care to be honest that's honestly how it felt and then added like added the the pain I went through with the extraction then adding on to the like all of a sudden there's something wrong it was just Mm. like it all felt a bit uneasy there so we moved and they did another test and they said that one of my tubes seemed to be blocked um, right. did this specific test called a high cozy and it's a milky fluid that goes a balloon inside your nun <laughs> <laughs> whatever you call it so they they, they balloon, put like a balloon and blow that up inside you and then they put like a milky fluid I think through your tubes and if the fluid goes through your tubes then you know your tubes are okay because I think you're Fallopian tubes are the size of a lead pencil. So they're right. so thin and so delicate that you just don't realise. Um, and then one got blocked. So they said, look, we can't see anymore with a scan or with a procedure. You really should have like an operation to see. So there was an operation called a laparoscopy and a hysteroscopy. And it's when they went um, through just my, just above my nicker line in my belly button and slightly to one side just so that they could see a bit clearer what was going on so that was the next step (laughs) wow so even this whole process is like long gets longer and longer you know yeah it does because you just think it nothing's straightforward and everyone's so different so you just never Mm. really know but um I then went for this operation and you have to sign something before and you just have to say if they go in and they see that one tube is damaged or two tubes are damaged, then they can. There's options. They'll either try and clean them up, or they will try. They might take away one tube, um, oh, wow. or they take away both. But you just have to leave it to them, really, because once they're in, they have to do it there and then. Okay. And you don't know, and because you're this is general anesthetic when you have that done. That must so be you, quite. That must be, must have been quite nerve wracking for you, though. I was I was nervous but I I think I just I thought because they said um there's possibly something wrong with one side I thought okay well that would be the worst case scenario I'd lose one tube um but when I woke up he said we had to take both your tubes away and I was gobsmacked because I was so shocked I think I was a bit groggy because of the anesthetic anyway 
but I was I was really upset because I just knew then you can never ever conceive naturally I mean I know we weren't anyway but that option is completely taken away from you I just thought um I couldn't believe that they had to take two away it was something called hydrosalpinks and the reason I had it is completely unexplained they don't know why I got it um it's usually because if you you have an operation when you're younger or or a, num- a number of other things um, and yeah so they had to take both of them so you can still have IVF even without your fallopian tubes yeah so when you have IVF it goes straight it misses the tubes and goes right. straight into the other part it doesn't you don't because so the tube, tubes are kind of like the road to they're like where they swim to right, yeah okay um so yeah it was just knowing that you'll never have that surprise of like oh am I pregnant oh let's do a test everything from then is so controlled um and also like crazy things go through your mind just like what if you know you end up on your own one day and you, you know you can never I don't know you just loads of things go through your mind when that happens it's such a shock really but were you relieved to get answers in a way yes I was I did think well at least then now we know and we can just move on but I think I didn't realize how emotionally it must have affected me because they said right let's go straight away your body's had a bit of a um insides had a bit of a scratch around which is a supposedly a good sign for like doing a, another transfer it can help promote like positive results mm. so we went straight ahead and had one but I just think but emotionally and physically I wasn't ready so that one didn't work um after the operation but I don't think that was because the operation didn't do its job I think it was just because I wasn't ready yeah, I your do, body. you need to be ready in your mind like you yeah. need to be in a positive place Mm. and I think after the shock of it all and not realizing how like it affected me it I definitely wasn't ready yeah I do believe that your mental health and your physical health just work so hand in hand yeah definitely and I I am after that I just said to Jamie because he's so funny he just wants everything done there and then he's like right let's go again let's go again and I said to him and I'm pretty much like that as well but I just said to him look I need a break I need to not have a it was around November time and I said I need to not have a Christmas where I'm not drinking I'm waiting for ovulation I'm going to hospital Mm. you know I just said it was my 30th that year as well and I just said I just want to enjoy my 30th go on holiday and just forget about it for a few months Mm. and just revisit it in the new year. Mm. Um, And that would be my best advice to anyone. Like if you feel like you're on this, I call it like the IVF treadmill (laughs) because it's literally like you keep going, you keep going, it doesn't work, right, you try again, you keep going, you're going for more tests, more scans, you know, more procedures. And it's really like consuming of your life so mm-hmm. sometimes you just need to get off it and just step away from it which I probably like everything in your life but that did us both wonders we went on hot I had a party for my 30th birthday 
went on holiday to Jamaica with our friends and, you know, drank and had a laugh. Um, and then when we got back, we tried again and I got pregnant with Rudy. Yay! <laughs> so I do think that really helped. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Moments That Made Me with me, Roxy Nafusi, is back. And Series 2 has got some incredible guests lined up. Here is a little taster. People see mental illness as a weakness, but I think people with mental illness are stronger. I'm a proud gay man now. I feel proud every single day. So then I had to go about the task of trying to accept it because I wasn't going to get plastic surgery and I wasn't going to change it. You know, those moments in your life, it was like a thunderbolt. Don't Was it really? A big time. The conversations I've been having have blown my mind and I cannot wait for you guys to hear what's to come. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss one of our amazing episodes. They will be out every Wednesday morning. That's The Moments That Made Me with me, Roxy Nafusi. Find it wherever you found this podcast. It's obviously clear, like you literally, you had so much it was so stressful and it was you would you would literally try and one after the other weren't you yeah and that was going on for about you know a year and a half so yeah and I think with women when women are stressed it affects our hormones it affects our periods it affects our weight it affects everything um so yeah I think uh, for me when people say it to me about um people have asked so how quickly did you get pregnant and stuff like that I just say look that doesn't matter because everyone's so different and I think that's the worst the worst the worst way to go into falling pregnant is oh well she got pregnant this quickly she got pregnant that quickly oh it took her that long nowadays though I think there's so much comparing isn't there Mm, yeah absolutely and I just think the best thing to do is if you feel like you're both ready then just come off contraception and just have sex and just enjoy the process. Don't tell anyone. 
<laughs> you're trying don't tell anyone <laughs> yeah yeah and just enjoy the bloody process otherwise it's just so awkward so much pressure like you know you know it's it's yeah me I mean I I said to Ricky I'd really like to try and he all of a sudden just felt so much pressure and I yeah. can tell he didn't enjoy it at all yeah, and just fell off the pill Connie <laughs> Yeah, he just he just he didn't enjoy it at all. So next time I just I'm just not gonna say anything. No. <laughs> but no, I'm so glad you got that success at the end. I mean, gosh, you went through so much. And was it different this time with Nola then? Obviously you went through IVF again. Yeah, because but you've you've done it before and you're more experienced. Yeah, it was it you kind of know what to expect. Um we only had one frozen so we've only ever done two full rounds of IVF um, and then everything else has been frozen. So we only had one frozen embryo left after Rudy. And with Rudy, I put two embryos in. So we felt like that was why we got a positive because we put two in and um, you just get more of a chance. I mean, I don't know if that's technically right, but that's how we felt. And then we had one left from that batch as such so we tried that and um it didn't work so then we knew we needed to make we knew we already knew we we didn't just want to have one baby I mean obviously if that was gonna be the way it had to be of course we were grateful to have Rudy and Mm. he's such a gorgeous little boy like we couldn't be any luckier but we did really want to give him a sibling and you did find some people used to say oh but you are you know you thank god you've got him and I just think yeah I'm not obviously ungrateful but we do want to have more children if we can and we're going to try um it might not be easy but we really wanted to try Mm. so we started again um with the IVF but we went to a clinic that we went to nuts this is our third clinic and we went to one that we then knew about three people that had recommended us to it. Okay. And I can't tell you the difference, like starting from there, how amazing it was. I told him all my concerns. I said, you know, a big thing for me is you go for so many appointments, you can end up seeing a lot of different consultants. Mm-hmm. And every time you'd have to say, oh, yeah, so there's a bit of fluid on that side or you're kind of relaying information that if it was just one person, they'd know and they'd care. Mm. Um, so I explained that to him and Jamie obviously was with me and we just said how we just want to, if we can see, you know, him as, as much as possible, obviously it's not always possible. And I, he was so amazing. Like he always made time for us. He pretty much always did my scans um, and he did uh, all my trans, both transfers. And I really did feel like he actually gave a shit, to be honest. Mm. Like he really cared and it, it made a huge difference. So I'd highly recommend that clinic. You can say what clinic it is. It's a place called uh, Boston Place in Marylebone. And also super easy because where I live, I get the... Yeah. train direct to Marylebone um which is definitely important when you've got another baby because we don't really have a lot of people that can have Rudy like locally okay, yeah. so I needed to take him to a lot of appointments if Jamie was at work 
and um yeah so it was it was easy for me to do that do does it require is there a lot of appointment appointments involved and also how does the IVF and the injections affect you um do they affect you I'm sure I've read somewhere that it makes you can make you bloated and emotional and stuff is this yeah it's totally like that it can make you really really hormonal because you're you're injecting hormones right yeah so you are you could be really angry or really emotional like it's just your hormones are all over the place um I'm sure Mm. it's probably a nightmare to Jamie (laughs) but um it was that was what was hard having um doing it the second time because you've got another little baby to look after Mm. whilst you're going through the injections and the hormones and how it makes you feel and going up to the appointments you're tired you're groggy or you know it's all the emotions but you do just get on with it because you know the end goal and you know yeah everything you go through with IVF is so worth it yeah Um, you've you've never got to lose sight even if you think somewhere in your mind that it might never happen you should always picture yourself with that baby like picture you as a family and I really do think that helps just Mm. helps your mind as you go through it um and so we we did the whole thing again the injections and Jamie injected me most of the time really it's hard to inject yourself but is it because of the position or no, it's just the sort of the weird idea of it, just like doing yeah. it yourself. But obviously there's times when he wasn't there, so I did have to do it myself sometimes. Yeah. So So working as a team, do you think that was um crucial? Yes, definitely. Yeah, because otherwise, you know, you're going through it all and not only are you feeling like you're doing it all, they actually would feel left out. And I know for Jamie, he often felt like he wish he could help more because it's horrible for them to see you going through all that and having to do all that yourself. So he, you know, all the time wanted to, he was like, if I could do it, I would, I would obviously do it. And, you know, so you didn't have to, so he would help wherever he could. But, um, I think that's really important for anyone listening to make sure that, you know, they do it with their partner then, like to make sure that the yeah, partner's just is aware of what it entails and, you know, what you're going to go through. Because I know it's, it is totally different, but Ricky watched a lot of um, YouTube videos and like listened to a lot of podcasts made by men about how the men can support their partner through pregnancy because of all the hormones that come with pregnancy Um, because you know men like just a lot of the time lack understanding and empathy with women's and their hormones they like roll their eyes and stuff like that um so Ricky knew that he needed to kind of stop being a dick basically and and um, understand hormones (laughs) a lot better so I think maybe in a similar way you know it's important that men are just as involved and you talk to each other about it you know because yeah. at the end of the day, you're, you're in this together and you know if it's like the second time when we were doing it the last time round we we didn't want to tell it was hard because we had to tell more people because 
we had to ask for help sometimes with Rudy. So there was a few people we had to tell, like close to us, like I told my auntie, um, my brother and Jamie's mum. But we, you know, because if we needed help with him, we had to sort of explain why. Mm. But So it's hard because you, it's so private. You just want to be the mm. two of you and just go through it together, really. But I do think it is good to, 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 I get a lot of messages on my Instagram about people going through it and I, and it doesn't bother me at all. I love getting them because actually I know it must be so much easier for people to send, be able to send a message, ask for advice or support from someone that they don't know. Mm. And there's no sort of pressure on there. There's no commitment. You don't have to then re-explain everything or keep them updated. And so I do get a lot of messages and of like to talk to people that are going through it, which is really yeah. nice. And they they might be surrounded by people who who've obviously never had IVF, so yeah, you know, they feel like they can talk to you because you have that in common, and th- you know that's that's special in a way, yeah. and and um, yeah, and I don't know, I just think it's lovely just, to be able to do it because I wish I had that because yeah, you know, I've known with motherhood like to have um to have that community is really really lovely and it's helped me loads of times I mean as much as you know I can message other people you know I get a lot of advice and I get a lot of um ideas and different things from from having that platform and that community is so lovely yeah that's the positive to social media isn't it like the the support that we give each other and um advice and stuff I just it's priceless yeah definitely and out of interest when the um embryos didn't take the first few times before you had Rudy yeah how did you feel like because I'm just thinking about the women that might be listening who might be in the same position and they're so disheartened by it you know how did you stay positive in those moments I do think that it's it's hard because it depends what you're like I'm very much sort of just get on with it type of person and I'm a bit useless at thinking about how I feel until you know one day I'll probably just explode um but yeah I just I just never took that image out of my mind and I just thought I will be a mum and we Mm. will be parents and I did think you know obviously in my mind I thought I maybe will end up adopting um if this doesn't work and I just I just always kept it in my mind that was the only positive like kept that positive thought that we will be a family mm-hmm. yeah, and I do think having that image in your head is is really important um but yeah you've just got it's hard but it's it's what we do we just pick ourselves up yeah persevere stay positive and exactly and it's hard to stay positive but you really have to try and if you feel like you can't then take a break yeah like you did yeah because there's no good going into it and feeling so run down by it all which is really can easily happen and probably happens to everyone and that you feel like oh it's not worked let's just do it again let's you know just step away from it and just have a break I think that's a massive thing 
Yeah, that's a great bit of advice. So would you consider adoption in the future or um, are you thinking about expanding the... I know you've only just had NOLA and I don't always like asking this question, but because you mentioned adoption just then, is it something you would think about? Oh, I'd love... I'd- I'd love, I think there's so many children that yeah. you know, could do with a home. You know, it's I don't know enough about it to say I would mm. or I wouldn't. Um, but it's definitely something that we have thought about in the past. Um, whether we think about it again in the future, I don't really know. But I don't even know if we'll have any more children. It's so hard at the moment. Yeah, just, you just you're grateful for what you have and you just go with it don't you so grateful and I feel really you know fortunate we've got to uh, you know get the opportunity to see what it's like having a boy and now see what it's like having a girl yeah Um, so will we try again we've still got frozen embryos left so if we wanted to we they are there in a freezer in London (laughs) (laughs) if we wanted to we could but I just I don't know I keep going every day I think something different at the moment I'm like oh I don't know if I could this could be my last baby I don't know if I could not at least try and be pregnant and give birth again yeah Um, and that like never do that again the thought of never doing that again Oh, you're not over it yet then. We'll see. I don't know. Jamie will be freaking out listening to this. (laughs) To be continued. (laughs) Wait till Nola's about two and then you'll probably know. Yeah, exactly. Never say never. Never say never. never. I love that. So um, moving on from your amazing IVF story, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, body confidence postpartum. And... The reason why I wanted to talk to you about it, Megan, was because one, um, I'm loving some of your posts recently. You done a post about jeans and like then they're not the size they weren't the size that they were, but you know you're embracing the changes, and not all women, but some women find it really hard to enjoy pregnancy and to get used to their new postpartum body. Me being one of them, yeah. um, and a lot of the time they're called ungrateful or they're told to sort of you know be more grateful or you don't know how lucky you are which I think is unfair because I think it's unfair to have any opinion on someone else's body to be honest yeah and I just feel like body confident postpartum isn't a reflection of how much I love my child no I don't think it's got anything to do with it I mean I don't know how people have the cheek to say things like that really but everyone's different and you know, of course, like, uh, when I, I've always been quite naturally quite small. Um, but when I was pregnant, I love being pregnant so much. I was really lucky. I had really, um, really good pregnancies. And so I didn't, I felt more unwell with Nola. But with Rudy, I felt so well. And I just loved the whole pregnancy side of things. And the one thing I never did was weigh myself. In fact, I never weigh myself. I, I don't think I've even no, got any scales. I. I just think that that is so unhealthy um, to be watching what you weigh. And it's quite sad to me, like when you're pregnant, if you can't enjoy eating what you like and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not feeling like you've got a tummy when you put on a top, you know, that feeling where you think, mm. oh, is that, you know, to not feel like that and to just eat what you like when you're pregnant is the best thing. 
And it's such yeah. a shame when people are so worried about their weight, they feel like they can't enjoy that. Yeah. Um, and I do believe, I mean, although I, I'm naturally to some people quite small, I was a, a size eight before Rudy, and then I went up, upper size permanently after that. And then it took me, I never tried to lose weight, Connie, to be honest, because I'm not a gym person. Mm. And I'm all I do is walk. That's about the only, it's terrible really, but <laughs> I've just never been very good at, at I just never found anything I liked, apart from pregnancy yeah. parties. And um, it took me 18 months to sort of look a bit similar to what I did before. But actually, you're never the same. Your body's different. And you do have to accept that to a certain extent. Um, but it does take time and you shouldn't put pressure on yourself. It's such a, a sort of waste of energy, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I feel like... so easier said than done, because believe me, I have days at the moment where I'm not happy, but I know deep down it's it's silly of me to feel like that. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same. And I think it's important for women to remember, like, you, you're not going to get your body back because your body has evolved. It's done something. Like, think about how much your body has stretched and yeah. organs have moved and bones have, like become joints have become more flexible to provide for the, this baby for the first nine months so like if you think of like how extreme that actually is to yeah. expect your body to I mean I, I hate sometimes the word snap snap back what is it snap back or snap back or bounce back yeah back. I just hate that I just think it puts so much pressure on it and I like, do think like I've been so guilty of it this time I think I might have said it in a post I have compared myself Mm. to other people that have just had a baby at the same time and I've had days where I've been like oh I feel like I feel mm. huge or you know I have down days you're only human aren't yeah, you yeah for sure day. but overall you've got to look at the bigger picture and think you know you're healthy you've got healthy babies but it is normal to have good and bad days isn't it yeah, absolutely. It's totally normal. It's affected by hormones, how tired you are, like just all so many different things. But the most important thing at the end of the day, your babies are happy, they're fed, they're loved. And, you know, you're kind to yourself as well. Like, you know, you give yourself that that time, that, that self-care. And is there anything that you do to make yourself feel better on those days, apart from spaghetti hoops on toast? <laughs> On those days where you feel down, what do you do to sort of pick yourself up? Like, have you got a self-care routine? Well, I think I think if you have a down day, it's how you sort of feel. Like sometimes if I, put, if I have a down day about my weight or I'm being too hard on myself, I mean, I'm eating a lot more, I think, because I'm breastfeeding. So... I'm not concentrating on losing any weight or anything like that. I just think I just naturally see what happens like it I did with Rudy. I I just slowly but surely it just sort of naturally changed my body did over time. And um, like I said, about 18 months. So there really is no rush. But if I have a downtime, I've learned this time is to treat yourself to say, like I've said before, to a new pair of jeans. 
I think the worst thing you can do for yourself is to go into your wardrobe and um and try on a pair of jeans that you have pre-pregnancy it's like it's just gonna upset you because you're like you know they're not gonna fit but you might try and squeeze into them and then you're not gonna feel good in them so if I'm honest my advice is to they don't have to be expensive and get a bigger size pair of jeans treat yourself to a couple of things you deserve it you've just had a baby um, you've given birth and you've carried a baby for all that time treat yourself to a few new bits of clothes because for me personally that's what makes me feel better because I can just like put on a nice outfit that feels comfortable doesn't feel tight and you know do my hair and makeup and then I can feel good about myself um some people that might might seem silly but that's just how I I can feel better really so just to round up each podcast I asked all my guests um a piece of advice that they would give their younger self so if I had one bit of advice when I was younger um sleep as much as possible (laughs) and you know just live your life to the fullest because you can't sleep as much you don't have the freedom when you have children there's no rush um and feel confident in yourself because you'll go through phases as you get older and you will feel less confident I'm sure so when you're young and you feel confident embrace it um and just have as much fun as possible that's all really Thank you so much, Megan, for being a guest on Grown Up Female. I really loved um, listening to your journey. I haven't actually listened to anyone's IVF journey before, so that was really insightful and um, I feel honoured. Ah, no worries. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and maybe even share with a friend if you think they could benefit from listening to Growing Up Female. I'll be back next Wednesday with another amazing female. See you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.